Tonight, I will be talking about godly fear. I used to really question what godly fear meant. Not if I should have it or not, but just what exactly did it mean? In the Old Testament, there's a bunch of places this is used, and there is different meanings for it to a degree. If we read Deuteronomy 1, verse 26 through 29, it says, Notwithstanding, you would, ye would not go up, but re- rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. And ye murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hated us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. And moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakims there. Then I said unto you, Dread not, neither be afraid of them. In this verse, it talks about fearing the Lord with dread and terror. The next fear we can find is a way you would, you would maybe fear a king or a ruler. And that is in 1 Kings 3, verse 28. And it says, And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Another one we can see is in Leviticus 19, verse 3. And it says, You shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. And... And, of course, in this verse, it's talking about him in more like fear you would have for a parent. We should have all these different types of fear towards God and apply that to every part of our life. Because fearing God is one of the reasons why we should keep his commandments and strive to grow closer to him every day. In Isaiah 6, verse 1 through 5, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, and I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it, above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me! For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. I like this account because it shows a clear vision Isaiah had, and how he reacted to it. Isaiah saw God in this vision, and he reacted to it with fear, as anyone would. He confessed to God right when he saw him. What he proclaims when he sees God just shows how much fear was inside of him. I believe that Isaiah would have been just as afraid if he wasn't already a servant of God before this. Every encounter with God in the New Testament and Old Testament has ended with the person being faced to the ground, humbled by hit. That is what the fear of the Lord will give you. It will always give you humility. Godly fear is something as Christians we all need to have. Because if there is no fear of God in our minds, then we become prideful and think our own ways are more wise and are better and a better path for us. Let's read Psalms 33, verse 1 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. 
By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. This talks about how great and mighty the Lord is, and all the many works he has done. In verse 8, it tells us how we should fear the Lord and just show how amazing he is. In Psalms, verse, in Psalms chapter 111, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. This verse, this verse says, By fearing the Lord, we will gain wisdom. Wisdom is something we should all have. Not even just as Christians, everyone should think with a wise mind. And in this verse, it says how the fear of the Lord will grant that to us. Next point I'd like to talk about is how should we, how should we show godly fear to the Lord? We should show fear unto him by keeping his commandments and doing his will. In Proverbs 8 verse 13 it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. It talks about how we should hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. And how should we do this? Or better yet, how should we do this wisely, like we talked in the first point? We need to hate evil and the other things it talks about by not engaging in any of these activities. We constantly see evil and arrogancy all around us. Wherever we go, and we have to do our best to keep away from the temptation of these things. We also have to help the people who are engaged in these things and help them to understand the fear of God, like we should all have. This verse in Proverbs shares a similar topic with Job 28, verse 28, which says, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. This verse relates so much to this topic of not engaging in this topic of not engaging in evil things of this world. It says in this verse how departing from evil will grant you wisdom, and departing from evil is a way we show fear unto the Lord. We should fear the Lord in a way that brings us closer to him. And departing from evil is how you do that, because our main goal in life is to be as close to God as we possibly can be. Next point I'd like to go over is, how do we show our fear of the Lord to the world? So far we talked about what it should be like to just have fear of the Lord within our own mind and actions, and how we deal with temptations. But how should we do it? How should we show other people that we possess fear of the Lord? In, Peter, in 1 Peter 5 or 6, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. We should all be more hum humble people. That's what it is talking about in this verse. We should be visibly more humble to everyone around because we can never be perfect. That is one way we show our godly fear to the world. One specific way to show it to the world, one specific way we show to the world that we fear God is to respect authorities here. Please turn to 1 Peter 2, verse 13 through 15. It says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. We should always respect authority, even when we don't agree with them. 
Peter says that when we do this, we put foolish men to silence. It shows to, sh it shows to people that the reason we respect these authorities is not because we agree with their policies. It's because we fear and respect an authority that is even more powerful. We respect the authority of the universe. The Lord is the reason that any of, of those people have that authority. We can show that we live a life that wouldn't come naturally to people. Another way to show our fear of the Lord to the world is by having sound speech. In Titus 2, verse 7 through 8, it talks about having a sound speech. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. You can interpret this as having good things to say where everything that comes out of your mouth is clean and thought through wisely. You need it to be so clean and without flaw that it should put people to shame whenever they talk bad about you because everyone should know that we're, we're people who live by God's commandments. We trust in his authority and guidance in everything. Another specific way to show the world that we fear God is by showing love. And this can be seen in John 15, verse 9 through 15. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. And we also can read John 13, verse 34 through 35. It says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one to another. When we show the kind of love that Jesus is talking about here, we will turn people's heads. There are some people who will just choose not to see the truth, but there are others who will not be able to give an answer of this kind of love. The natural man won't be able to display this kind of love. It will be evident to some people it will declare to them that we are taking orders from a different place than from where most people of the world would take their orders. We are taking orders from the Lord. We are doing his will in this. I would like to think of, about a person who didn't fear the Lord. King Saul had a problem with keeping a proper perspective on his own importance. In 1 Kings 15, verse 17 through 19, it says, And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord hath said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. The prophet Samuel talks to, Sam, talks to Saul about the problem that Saul ha had. Let's read 1 Kings 15, verse... 
Samuel says in verse 15 to Saul that there was a point in Saul's life where Saul viewed himself as small before the Lord. This doesn't mean physically. This means that he had, humble, he had a humble attitude towards God. But Saul had changed. He didn't have the fear of the Lord like he needed to have. Now I would like to think about a person who did fear the Lord. Job was a man that sought after God. God said that Job feared God. Job went through a lot of trials, and all of those trials, he continued to trust and fear God. Lastly, I would, talk, I would like to ask the question, why do we have godly fear? You know, we've talked about what godly fear is and how we should show that to the world or how we should show that to the Lord. But why do we have godly fear? And one reason why we should have godly fear is just very plain and simple. He is the creator and master of this universe. I would like to read Psalms 33, verse 6 through 9. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. This verse illustrates how wonderful God is, and all of the works he hath done. He has done. It really just showcases his power. After reading this verse and knowing and understanding just the basics of the Bible and plan of salvation, the question quickly becomes, why should we not fear God? There's no reason to not strive every day to be closer to him. There are many other reasons why we should fear him. We can see in Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I believe as a human, human beings, we've all gotten that sinking feeling of despair from bad news. Maybe it was bad news from a family member. Maybe it was from a doctor. And maybe it's applied to more people. Maybe it was just the sudden despair that you knew you failed a test. But I would like to go back to Matthew 7, verse 23, and just read this verse. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What a powerful verse this is. This verse shows us the scene of a person who has gone their whole life saying he was a follower of God, and they are proclaiming all of the good works that they did in his name. But after all that, they ended up not being truly a follower of God. And that is where the most fearful part of this verse comes into play. The verse where the Lord of Lords proclaimed what this person's, what this person's eternal home would be, and it was not with God. You know, we talked about feelings of despair. Can you imagine what that sinking feeling of the Lord of Lords telling you, depart from me, I never knew you. I think that perfectly sums up why we should fear God and keep his commandments. I don't think there is anything else we should be afraid more than that especially not anything of this life. 
Every time I hear this verse, it makes me want to be closer to God, and it's just a very horrific scene this verse shows. And that is the reason why we should fear God. Tonight we have talked about all the ways we can fear God, and why we fear God, and how we can apply it to our lives. I hope everything I brought up tonight was correctly backed up by the Word of God. If you feel the need to be baptized this evening, if you would like to start your journey of fearing the Lord, or if you have any need, or if you need prayers from the church, please come to the front as we stand and sing.